Welcome to the Knox Presbyterian Church Podcast. We're so glad that you're here. We hope this resource is a blessing to you. Let's jump in. Good morning. My name is Anna Board. I'm the Director of Worship, Music, and Arts here at Knox. And I want to ask, would you pray with me before we start today? Gracious God, creator, sustainer, lover of our souls, God, we're here in your presence this morning, eager to hear the words that you have for us. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you. In the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do not be anxious. Simple enough, just four little words. And if that were all that Paul had written, this would be a very short sermon. The sermon point would be, got anxiety? Stop it. And that would be that. But if you've ever felt anxious at all, that message would be really bad news because anxiety is not something you can just suppress. When Paul uses the word anxious, he's referring to debilitating worries that undo us and consume us. The literal translation means being pulled apart or going to pieces. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 has been a source of comfort and challenge to me for many years. As much as I treasure these words, the reasons they mean so much to me is because I've clung to them in some of the most difficult moments of my life. Some of you may know that before moving to Aurora two years ago, I had spent the last 10 years studying and auditioning to be a professional opera singer. This was my dream. I poured countless of hours and tens of thousands of dollars into making it happen. As a professional musician, you are constantly being critiqued. Every note, every vowel pronunciation, every facial expression is being judged. And not just by your teachers, colleagues, and audience members, but by that annoying internal voice telling you that nothing is ever as good as it should be. You can and should always be getting better. It didn't matter that I was at one of the top music schools in the country, there was that little voice telling me I wasn't good enough. Audition after audition, no after no, I started to believe that voice. I was anxious every time I sang. It got to the point where my body would lock up. You see, under stress and anxiety, your body wants to protect itself. And so my body would tighten up to the point that I couldn't sing without discomfort. Apparently, it was better to lock up than possibly sing something incorrectly. Now, I know that we aren't all opera singers, although that would be an exciting hymn sing, but... We all have that voice of worry that says, you're a failure, your value lies in what you do. No one will love you if you aren't useful. These insidious lies invade our hearts and drag us into a pit of anxiety. 
And for some of us, that pit is really deep. And so in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, Paul doesn't just tell us not to be anxious. Instead, he offers his readers two really helpful spiritual practices to reorient our hearts and combat this voice of worry. So spiritual practices are actions or activities that, empowered by the Holy Spirit, help cultivate a relationship with Jesus. These are things like prayer, singing, singing praise, memorizing scripture, worshiping in a community. They're important because the world and Satan are constantly pulling our attention away from Jesus. When we practice something, we are doing an action over and over in order to achieve a desired result. So you practice your instrument so that when it's time for the performance, you're confident and able to work through the nerves and deliver a performance worth listening to, hopefully. You practice baseball so that when the big game rolls around, your body knows what to do. Baseball players don't have to stop and think, okay, this line drive is coming toward me, so I'll raise my glove up so I can catch the ball. Now the ball is hitting at my glove, so I have to close the glove around the ball. No, you've practiced. Your body knows what to do in that situation, and so you're able to just react and play the game well. As an aside, Brandon helped me with that last analogy. I, I spent the last decade practicing opera and not playing baseball, so yes, thank you. So like practicing an instrument or a sport, we practice our faith. That may be a foreign concept to some of us, but as fallible humans with distractible hearts, if we just waited to seek Jesus until we felt like it, it probably wouldn't happen very often. Life gets busy, and before we know it, the week is over and we've not connected with Jesus at all. So we build these spiritual practices into our schedules so that when we don't feel particularly worshipful or when life gets difficult, we have these helpful tools to redirect our attention to Jesus. In Philippians 4, 6 through 7, Paul encourages us to take up two practices in particular. He invites the reader to pray and to offer thanks to God. So first, we're called to pray because when we pray, we are drawn into the presence of God. Anxiety is really isolating. When you're consumed with worry, you can't see beyond yourself and your circumstances. As my dreams of being an opera singer began to crumble, as my vocal cords betrayed me, I was so confused and embarrassed. Everyone in my life knew that this is what I wanted to do, and they could see me failing. Over the years, there were those discouraging me from pursuing this as a career. After all, performing is very risky and expensive without guaranteed work or income. It's also incredibly competitive and difficult to break into. So here I was, proving their doubts to be true. No one was going to fix this except for me, and so I kept practicing, I kept auditioning, and the doors kept closing. It was becoming apparent that this dream of mine to be an opera singer was not going to come true. Letting go of this dream felt like letting go of a piece of myself. If I'm not a singer, then what am I? Anxieties about my future and about being thought of as a failure played on a loop in my mind. Worries 
pull our hearts downward and all we can see is what is in front of us. We get tunnel visioned and it feels impossible to look beyond our current circumstances. In these verses, Paul exhorts us to lift up our eyes and reach out to our Father in heaven. Whether you're shouting at God, pleading with him, or just coming to him in silence, prayer assumes that God is listening. After all, why would you communicate with someone you didn't believe was there? The assumption is that God is with you as you pray, listening to the cries of your heart. And it doesn't matter if you have the right words. What matters is that you are entering into a conversation with your heavenly Father. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.26 reminds us that when anxieties are too deep for words, the Holy Spirit is interceding for us. He is praying on our behalf. And prayer may not change your circumstances. You may not get what you want or what you think you need. Obviously, I'm not a professional opera singer, and now I can look back and see how God opened doors to bring us here to Knox. But... Getting what you want isn't the point. Prayer isn't about getting wishes granted. Seeking God in prayer reminds our hearts that we aren't alone. The God of peace, the God of comfort is in the valley with you. The practice of praying, of bringing our needs to God invites us out of isolation and into the presence of God. In addition to praying, the second spiritual practice Paul gives us is to offer thanksgiving. I have to tell you, this is the hardest part of the passage for me. Praying, I get that, that makes sense. But when you're in that pit of anxiety, when the voice of worry plagues your mind, that's when you're supposed to be thankful. It feels impossible. That's why this is a practice. This is an action that we can do even when we don't feel like it, and especially when we don't want to. When we offer thanksgiving to God, we have to remember the things we're thankful for. We have to remember happier times and truths about who God is. The practice of remembering and thanksgiving is all over scripture, and especially the Old Testament. Read the Old Testament, it's great. An example of this is Lamentations 3, 17 through 23. The author pours out his heart to God. After a time of intense grief and hardship, he says, I have been deprived of peace. I have forgotten what prosperity is. So I say, my splendor is gone and all that I had hoped for from the Lord. I remember my affliction and wandering the bitterness and the gall, I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me. That is anxiety. That is someone who's being pulled apart. In the late fall of 2019, we found out that my mother-in-law, Patty, had a reemergence of cancer in her brain. Her decline was fast. In November, Patty, Brandon, and I had enjoyed a 10-day vacation to Ireland together, during which time she'd noticed a little bit of fatigue, but was mostly, mostly all right. By Christmas, she was having trouble walking on her own. By February 2020, she was in a wheelchair and needed round-the-clock care. 
After weeks of trying to manage Patty's care out of her home, which was about 30 minutes away from us, Brandon and I made the decision to move Patty into our home. This was March of 2020. You might remember there was something else going on in March of 2020. There was this new virus called COVID-19 and it had made its appearance in the US. Patty continued to decline and we cared for her as best we could. She was such a wonderful woman with deep faith and I prayed and prayed for her to be healed, but there was no healing. Because Patty's health was so fragile and because so much was still unknown about COVID, the three of us had to quarantine. During those months, Brandon and I had no idea how we would continue to live in our current circumstances. Patty needed so much care and we weren't sure how long it would go on. The stress, for caring for Pat, the stress of caring for Patty combined with the uncertainty of COVID were a perfect storm for my anxiety. I would often think on Philippians 4, 6 through 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I wanted the peace of God, but I didn't want to be thankful. Like the author of Lamentations, my hope in the Lord was gone. I had no words of thanks to offer God. I was mad at God. However, the author of Lamentations continues, yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning, great is your faithfulness. Amidst great distress and anxiety, we can be thankful that God is still God. Paul exhorts us to look back on God's faithfulness and offer thanks. During this dark time, I wasn't in a place to muster up thanks. And so I started a practice of going through the names of God in scripture. And I wanna say I didn't do this because I'm some super Christian or anything special. No, I, I was desperately trying to find peace and grasping at the only thing, the only one I knew who could see beyond what was happening in front of us. I wasn't thankful for the circumstance, but I could meditate on who God was, and so I prayed. God, thank you for being the creator. Thank you for being the counselor. You are a father. You are unchanging, and on and on. These prayers of thanks tethered my anxious heart to something far greater than what I was experiencing. This life is temporary. Our circumstances are temporary, but God is eternal. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as followers of Jesus, we know that the same God who raised Jesus from the dead is still at work, is still present, is still reigning over all creation. And isn't that something to be thankful for? When grief, fear, and anxiety overwhelm us, our God is not overwhelmed. Jesus is still Lord. God didn't heal Patty. In May of 2020, Patty contracted COVID. 
The combination of the virus and the necrosis in her brain was too much for her body. And so in June, after two weeks isolated in the hospital, Patty passed away. I don't, I don't understand why God chose not to heal her. I don't understand why she had to go through what, all that she did. And I still live in the tension of being angry and confused at God and holding tightly to him in my grief. But when the voice of worry creeps in, Paul's word to the Philippians reminds me that there is a promise to cling to. I'm reminded of God's promise to guard our hearts in Christ Jesus with his supernatural peace. The language of guard your heart, it's military language. God will surround our hearts, protecting us like a battalion of soldiers with his peace. A peace that is not something we, this world can provide, not something that we can achieve on our own. It is a peace which surpasses, which transcends all understanding. It is the very presence of God in Christ Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Seeking God in prayer, remembering the faithfulness of God in thanksgiving, these are practices that Paul knows will draw us out of anxiety by reframing our circumstances in light of God's unchanging presence. Fear and anxiety cannot survive in the presence of God, the God of peace. They are too fragile. The peace of God is the presence of God. So sisters and brothers, meditate on these words, write them on your hearts, and remember God's promise of peace. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information on how to get connected, please visit our website at knoxprez.org. That is K-N-O-X-P-R-E-S dot org. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Podcast, or Spotify.